This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Before we get to the show, I just want to say thank you for all of you out there who are supporting the show by clicking on the links and purchasing the music or the books. We appreciate you very much. And for all those who haven't and are thinking about supporting us, just go inside the show notes of each episode and click on the links to the songs or the books and it'll take you right to where you can purchase it. And it's a win-win because you support the guests of the show um, and we get a small commission which then goes toward to the operations of the show. So again, for all you who have supported us, thank you so much. And for all those who are thinking about supporting us, we appreciate you as well. All right. Peace. Today I'm talking with Mo Pope and the Archetype, who have teamed up to become Still Gold. Mo Pope is an Indian artist, songwriter, and contemporary painter. Among his honors, he has received Best Hip Hop Artist Award from the Boston Music Awards for both 2012 and 2013. As a lyricist, Mo chronicles the stories of his life and his community by touching upon subjects like fatherhood, relationships, and the human condition. The archetype is an incredible producer. Throughout his career, he has worked with a variety of legendary artists, including Sean Price, Sadat X, Ed O.G., Rex, Coogee Rat, Planet Asia, Scarface, Vinnie Paz, and many more. His studio, called The Bridge and Soundstage, is well known as one of the premier recording institutions throughout the Northeast. Today, we're going to be talking to them about their most recent album entitled Torch Song. What up, Still Gold? Welcome to Book Speeds and Beyond. Peace, peace. Peace. What up, what up? Thank you for having us. Uh, I appreciate you guys. So before we dive into it, break down the name Still Gold. What does it mean? As a, as a kid, one of my favorite movies was um, uh, uh, The Outsiders. Uh, mm. Just a film about a bunch of poor, yeah. <laughs> poor white kids, really. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but um, but really, I, when I was younger, I really didn't see, you know, um, races all that prevalent. You're just a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it, um, I I saw that movie as something that resonated in, in me a lot. So as I got older, you know, that still hasn't changed. I like the message, you know what I mean. So, um, originally we were trying to call ourselves Stay Gold, but um. There was another group uh, that had that name, so so instead of staying gold, we just said we're still gold, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's a dope name. I like how you took out all the thank vowels. You. you know what I mean? So. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know we couldn't afford those. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so how did you guys end up working together? Uh, through a mutual friend. Um, we have a. Uh, Mo was in a group called uh, Mission back in the day, 
um, and the drummer from Mission is is a, a, a guy by the name of Max McVitie, who uh, I, like coincidentally is from the same extremely small town in Western Mass that I grew up in. Hmm. Um, and I actually knew Max's, I was, I, I didn't actually know Max when I was young, but I knew Max's father because my guitar teacher was in his band. So I like played, I jammed with Max's father when I was a kid in a band. And, uh, we, you know, between him and one other mutual friend we have, um, Mo and I got linked up, um, in back in 2013, I think it was 2013. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, and he was working on um, his second album with producer Rain. Um, he's working on a project called Let the Right Ones In. And um, so I kind of came in as they were starting to kind of wrap up the the basic recording section of that. Like, so they were sort of midway through the, the vocal recording. They kind of had all the beats and all the songs written. Um, and I kind of came in as like a sort of like a, a, a you know, a, a mixing engineer really initially. Um and uh and and did a couple little productions on that on there as well but but uh once that project was done mo and i kind of stepped into working on some some music together and then you know that later developed into the full-length project uh my monday morning music which came out in 2014 yeah that was dope so you just slid him a few beats and he ended up liking it and, and magic happened huh yeah i mean oh, yeah. you know it was like one of those things where like anything, you know, it takes, you know, because we had never really worked together. I was a fan of Mo's music prior to us working together. Um, it took a little bit of like, we had to figure out what I did and what I did that worked with him, and you know, kind of try to find our sound, you know what I mean? So right. it, it was, a it, there were a fair amount of beats, to be honest with you on that first one. <laughs> um, I, I, it took you know, there were some swings and misses on my part because, uh, you know, we just had to kind of feel each other out. He had to get acclimated with with what I was capable of, and I had to kind of figure out what I did that he gravitated towards. And I don't know, you know, I feel like that whole project was kind of like, it, it's, it, it's uh, I love that project, but it, it, to me, especially looking back at it now, feels like definitely us getting acclimated and getting acquainted with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So now that you guys are kind of acclimated, how would you describe the Still Gold sound? Oh, man. I would would describe it as free. Ah, yeah. I was having a conversation conversation with, with, uh, with Mo about this the other night on the way back from a show. I was saying that I feel like, um, you know, I work with a number of different artists and, and and with a lot of those artists, there's a greater context of like their back catalog that I have to kind of keep in contact, I have to keep in mind and like kind of work around and work with, you know, and try to like maintain a um, sort of a continuity with. And Mo has very much been the type of artist to want to do something new, very new on each project. You know what I mean? Not, not, not just developed, but very new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that is from a producer, from a production standpoint, um, a very kind of liberating feeling, you know yeah. what I mean? To yeah. feel that like he's interested in exploring the places we haven't been, right. um, as opposed to just kind of recapturing the places we've been already. So, yeah. um, so for me, uh, you know, when I approach working on still gold music, it feels very freeing to me as a producer. 
Mm, yeah, that's, no, no, I, uh, I, I agree. I agree. That's a good point, you know, because a lot of uh, MCs, when you talk to them, they say, you know, I try to sound different all the time. Everything's different. But you can kind of feel that not much has changed over the course. But, you know, there are some MCs mm. like, like, like Mo Pope is a good example that you definitely see a different side every time. Um, and that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So, uh, you guys are both originally from Boston. Is that true? is that right? Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Technically, I was born in New York City, and, uh-huh. and then I moved to Massachusetts at a, at a at, you know at a young age. Um, but I was I grew up in Western Mass, so I grew up out you know out in the sticks and the fields and the mm-hmm. woods and you know all that. Mm-hmm. So and I moved to Boston when I was uh, I, I moved here for college and I stayed here okay. uh, ever since. Okay, so yeah, how, and I grew, grew up the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and what, what was that? What was that opposite? Uh, the, I, I I grew up in a, a Roxbury Academy mm. Homes project. Mm. Is, at the time, is one of the the worst um, uh, project housing uh, areas in, in the whole city. Wow. A lot of violence there. A lot of um, you know, it's just it. it, it it's, it's different now. It's weird because I can't take my kids where I grew up, and because they they ended up demolishing the buildings, but wow. you know, stacked on stacked, like people stacked on top of each other. You know, what I'm saying? Right. so yeah, so how- it's a different world. There's a, it's like a, called Academy. Um, it's like a like Academy Townhouse now or something like that oh, really? <laughs> really? yeah it's a little different, a little, <laughs> a, a, a little different huh yeah wow yeah. okay so yeah. how, so how has mass influenced both of you guys like in just pursuing the music uh i would say man massachusetts is a, um it's a very loyal very loyal city that they're, they're tough that it's cold uh half of the year you know it's hot the other half of the year um, it's, it, 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 you know, you never kind of, Boston never leaves you once you've lived here, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've lived other places. I've, I've, I've been, I've been other places throughout this, this country. And, um, yeah, just Boston, just a different type of people. I've made friends of the place, but they didn't really, I didn't really keep up with them. The people in Boston, I never, I never stopped. You know, yeah. it's just a, it's a there's a loyalty there. You just you know, yeah. it just is. And it, and it, and it's crazy because I hear people like that say that all the time. They 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 leave California, they come to Boston, and and they might go back home or they might go someplace else, but they stay in contact with their Boston. What do you people, think? What do you think you know it is? Saying? What do you think does that? What do you think it is? You had to put your hand. Uh, in. I don't. I don't, I don't know. There's just a hardening. There's a blue. There's a blue collar uh, uh, mm. mentality that's here. That just, even though more money has come in, that that mentality just has not left. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. that that blue collar mentality just hasn't like got. You got to work hard. You got to play hard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and um and never leave your friends behind. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I feel part of. I, I kind of feel like part of it also is like, Boston has uh, is 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 very often the underdog, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it plays from a position of back against the wall, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're always we're always compared to New York. We're always compared to, like, 
you know, which is only a three hour drive from us, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and obviously we're a much smaller city than New York, um, you know, in terms of scale and, and and we're really everything, the industry and everything. So we are always kind of overlooked, um, and, and sort of underestimated, you know what I mean? So I feel like we, uh, we we have to play from that position a lot. So a lot of times, and it goes, I mean, it, it, it spreads through the music, it spreads through, uh, it spreads through the sports. I mean, like, we don't have a single team that can't, like, we always like to play from a deficit. Like, look at where the Celtics are right this very moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like, we like to get down and then play with our back against the wall. Like, that's how it is, you know? So I feel like that definitely plays a role in all the music. You know what I mean? There's this kind of, this hunger, um, that, that that makes its way into the music. And I think that's also kind of part of what comes with the loyalty, you know, because, like, when you get into that community of music makers and you get to that level, you know, where you're, you're, you know, you're considered a real one, you know, there's this camaraderie that comes with that. So like, that's why you hear about like, you know, Los Angeles out in LA, you know what I mean? That's like a community <laughs> of people from Boston, you know what I mean? Like yeah, what other that. cities have like, what other cities have like nicknames, you know, of communities that are from that city that live in other cities, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Boston all across the country, you got Boston bars. Mm. Yeah, you got Boston bars country. in every city. <laughs> you know, and like, mm-hmm. and, and like, you got like Red Sox Nation and all that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. Like the 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 sense of pride that comes with this city and being from the city is so immense. You know that it, it it carries across the country and across the world. So I feel like there is this kind of like, you know, because and I think it stems from being the underdog. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like. You, you almost wear it on your shoulder a little bit more, you know, that you're from there. You're a little more loud. You're a little more proud of it because, you know, you know, you, you feel like you need to be. So right, I right. feel like that definitely works its way into the music. Nice. So, so if you had to kind of describe the hip hop sound of Boston, what, what, what would that, what would that be? I would say that typically it's, it's boom bap. Mm. You know, it's, it's that, that old school, uh, premier DJ Premier Pete Rock feel, nice. and that that's that's what it's been for many 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 years. But I also think that's changing dramatically. Mm-hmm. By the I feel like, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I feel like the perception is certainly still that. You know what I mean from mm-hmm. the outside looking in. But for for anyone who's involved in the scene now and where it is currently. You know, they all they all would know that this that there's a lot more diversity in the sound now. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And uh, I think what's exciting about the sound of Boston is is how diverse and how complex it is. You know what I mean? And and um and how uh, uh, integrated it is cross genre. You know, there's a lot of collaboration that's happening these days. I think you know with 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 different genres um, kind of melding together. And I, I think that's pretty exciting. So, I mean, I would label, I, I would, I would label it right this very moment as an exciting sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would too, I would too. The difference, uh, I say, I say that it's a boom bap sound only because for what, a greater part of 20 years, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it 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 was just that to the point yeah. that if you did not have that sound, you weren't getting anywhere. And I yeah. I I did not have the boom bap sound. I didn't have what is typically the Boston sound. Although I feel like my sound is 
very boss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like I, I feel like for a long time, you know, um, people were looking at me that I didn't have the sound that is typically uh, what is produced here. But I would say that I would say the times have caught up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. Whatever. You know, I mean, and, and I would I would also say that I feel like you know you got to look at um, you know you got to look at, uh, at at the geography of 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 what the country is and how it's laid out too. I mean, like I feel like right now, um, I mean, if you look at you you look at the sort of different regions, if you're going to break down sounds and, and and regions, you know what I mean. The Northeast is is made up of a lot of smaller states. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That are much closer in proximity than than when you get out west, you know, and down south even. So, you know, the sound is starting to, in my opinion, really reflect that same that that idea of there being like more of a mixed bag. You know, it's not it's it's so so I, I feel like the northeast region in general at this point is going through, you know, is, is starting to show the complexity of the area through its music as opposed to being so you know, so kind of labeled in one, in one way, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially if you think about, you know, the fact that, you know, Europe is we're literally just right across the big ponds mm-hmm. and, um, and the Caribbean's on the, on the East coast as well. It's just far South, you know? So it's like the proximity to, uh, culture clashes is, is really, is really apparent here. Um, and I think that's great because it bleeds its way into the music. Whereas you see, you know, a little bit more in like the West Coast and and down South, you start to see these like really sort of distinct regional kind of sounds that come from those areas. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of that is is by nature of the size of the states and 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 the fact that you go for so long before you know getting to the next one. You know. Yeah, yeah, because so. you know, I, I I grew up in New York and man, I loved Gangstar, right? Right? Would you can yep. was, was oh, that yeah. considered a Boston sound? Because I mean. Or, or was or was Guru just on something else? I mean, I, I mean, I I would, I think a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, cause I, I mean, I, I just saw the, I saw the DJ Premier, I just saw DJ Premier's interview on, I forget which, which uh, publication, but I mean, he said he was kicking it here a lot, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I gotta that. believe that 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 influenced his sound. Right. And let's not forget that Primo is not, he's from Texas. That's right. You know, he's yeah, not from New York. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there's really, honestly, like if it's not a Boston sound, I mean, New York, I mean, they both lived in New York and they were making it. So obviously you're going to be directly affected by your, your immediate, you know, surroundings. But, but I mean, Guru was, they were Guru up here. Was so. Pure Roxbury. Oh, really? <laughs> You know, that's 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 hometown, that's home base right there. So like uh-huh. you know, in the end I, I, I would I would defer that the sound is rocked mm. <laughs> And I think that's and I think I think that plays a big role, like especially, you know, him and Edo combined play mm. You know, the, the, there was a really big hip hop heyday in Boston, you know, back in the day. Like there was a lot of like there was a like big artists were coming out of this city, not just in hip hop but also in R and B. And that has uh, sort of set the tone for why this city has been looked at so for so many years as a boom bap city. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that you know, as the industries continue to grow and change, 
Boston kind of got left in the dust because it was so heavily considered a boom bap city that it felt like it was kind of like it was stuck in, you know, stuck in, uh, stuck in the past a bit. But, you know, this new generation of artists that are coming out of the city are really making, making a strong case for, for the, you know, the renaissance of hip hop in the city in particular. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Um, and we, we mentioned in the beginning that Mo Pope, that you are a contemporary painter. Like what does yeah. that what does that mean and 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 what what do you like to paint? Oh man, I like to paint faces mostly. Uh, abstract faces wise or realistic? Abstract and realistic. Mm. I, I I do both. I you know, or I try to do both. You know, it's all in the eyes of the ball. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I try to do both. I, I love painting. I think that it's if you if you talk to most um artists period they they do they most artists do two types of art it's, it's very rare when it's just one thing even if you only know about one thing you know mm-hmm. it's like you'll have a, a poet and a painter or someone that draws or someone that plays an instrument and then does uh something else it, it's there's it it's always it, it, i i know Men that are like that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I just love painting. So, when you're, do you get, does painting like influence your lyrics, or does your lyrics influence your painting, it, or is it just like a, a a strict demarcation between the two? It's like when I'm painting, this is the the mood I'm in. When I'm emceeing, this is the mood I'm in. Or they do they kind of flow in in a sense? Uh, I've had, I've, I, I, I would say. I feel two ways about it because sometimes when I paint, I, I, I'm, I'm in a writer's block. So I, I'm mm-hmm. lucky that I have something to um, uh, focus on art-wise that I'm not stuck in in the act of being in in the writer's in the block, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and sometimes I can see a painter's work and um, and attach that to how I. Uh, construct rhymes like you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, I've only recently just started to believe that I don't need to um, everything doesn't need to be nicely packaged um, word wise like you know uh, if you look at certain painters not everything is nicely packaged like they, they try different things they make mistakes and sometimes in the mistakes something glorious happens mm-hmm. and that's that's what I've done, I think, with Torch Song is I came into the studio with a thought that this might not work, you know, and and I'm okay with it. If it doesn't, I just want to try it, you know, and I never did that before. I had a very more business-like approach to it. I only have this much time to, to record and do all that. I want to have my song down. You know, and like this time, I I didn't do that. I came in there with the uh, approaches. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna paint some pictures, <laughs> and what happens is happens. You know. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a good way to look at it. Absolutely. So let let's 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 talk about the album Torch Song. Um, it, it, can you guys explain the title and how did the the concept of the album come about? Um, the. The album, the concept of the album actually came about. Um, we were we were doing a record, a completely different record, um, 
I, I told this, I told Art that basically, like, uh, you know, I kind of want to do an 80s feel, and, you know, I want to do a really fun record. And um, we started to do that. We, we did a couple of joints, and it was supposed to just be a fun little synthesizer, electro, hip-hop record. For real? And then yeah. I watched, yeah, <laughs> and then I watched Eric Garner die. Yeah. Mm. You know, and, um, yeah, it's just, you know, for me, something changed in that, in, in, in these acts, you know, watching these, these young males, these women, uh, interact with, with these cops and, and seeing it over and over again, almost to the point of, of being desensitized. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yeah, it's just really tough. So you know, my writing just started to change, mm-hmm. just automatically, and I no longer wanted to make this fun, happy-go-lucky electro record. You know, I I I just things started to change, and then and art started making uh, different beats based on what I was writing. Like mm-hmm. we never really had a conversation about it. It's just that's just how it unfolded so you know, so. so your your initial reaction to seeing the eric garner video what, what how did you feel yeah. what, what 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 was going through you both of you what was going through you guys oh i couldn't believe that i couldn't believe that i was watching that it was okay like this is available for mm-hmm. people to watch a man get get killed mm-hmm. you know Stop. um on TV, so that was the the on 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 the internet. So I was I was more sh- shocked at that, and then also shocked at the fact that no one else, uh, that there was anybody that saw anything other than a man being murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, the you know, that's what I that's what I saw. So it's like a, and how how um how far after seeing that did you? create that song I Can't Breathe Beef in the street has kids holding pistols Keith in the brown leaf keep my mind crystal clear to prepare the spirit of fly hymnals word poem penetrate the ears of y'all nymphos inhale the bass 
the frustration. Hair follicle ripping, increasing pulsation. Up, up in the way, fade from the visual. Individuals I steer away from the fear. It's the scariest solution. Quite wary of various pollution. On they marry a miracle producing. Overseers is recklessly shooting. Life's advanced, I'm barely recouping. The coupe speeds off in the fast lane. Cyrus and blue lights is flashing. Contemplating, I already know how they operate. It's obvious. If I pick the option to oppose, I'm getting a fractured rib, a mag light to the nose, a boot to the abdomen, put a halt to the happening. They thought I was trafficking, all hassle and traveling. I'm babbling, attempting to speak while taking the beat. And imagine what it would be if I had gave them a reason.
not too long after. Mm-hmm. Not too long after. I mean, most of, like I said, the the the, the um, thought process completely changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just it just did. So the words were just coming, and my thoughts on it was like, well, well, I don't know where all of this these feelings are coming from, but I need to do something positive or I'm going to do something very negative, <laughs> you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I had good friends around. I'm lucky I had uh, my brother Art, Archetype with me to, um, to help me through this process as well as I'm happy I was there to help him through the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so that's that's what it was. Yeah, you know that's that song is so powerful to me because when I listen to it, it's like wow, you you took what he was saying and really put it on blast, like really emphasized it, and then you put like the backdrop behind it, you know, like how these things do happen. But I think even deeper was when I heard I Can't Breathe, Leave Me Alone, when you said that, it was like a more deeper, like, existential message to me. You know, like, the society, the, the, the oppression that is placed on on, on, on black mm-hmm. people, sometimes you just want to be left alone, you know? It's like, I can't breathe. It's the suffocation, this, the systemic racism. Ra- oh, racism. Yeah. So I was like, that, that song is, is, is just genius. Genius. And, um, oh yeah, it's it. Thank you. Um, I think that there's, I think there is a double meaning in that. It's, it's not just like, these are not just words for white people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Black people put un, uh, unexpected and unsubstantiated, undue, unneeded pressure on each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can't just be. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to just be. We have to be everything for black people. We have to be everything for white people. We have to change the way we talk just so that we're not threatening certain white people. We have to change how we move and then we go back to the hood and then we can talk as we have to talk a certain way in the hood. We have to, it's, just, it's a lot. It's a lot for the black man and the black woman to deal with. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, there, there's completely a double meaning in that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can't even live when I I can't breathe when I walk out my door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. when I walk just out outside my door. You know, so yeah, yeah. And and I think the other song you have on there called Wild Style. Like just hearing that song, it, it, it sounds like you know, if I got it right, you're talking about just the day to day interactions, but then what can happen all of a sudden, and you never know how that interaction is going to really? end. Amendment classifies me as three-fifths of a human being. However, my melanated ectoderm makes me the epitome of a human. Sun gazing and sun salutation. I've been at work with a bad attitude, watching time ticket slow. Been telling my boss to keep quiet and stick the shit that he know. Take smoke breaks with a vape, eight with a pocket of blow. Picking up dirt, busting my back out though. Champion hard pop blow. The realest, the realest, if I stay at might kill my soul. The things that I do for my kids to make that dough. The clothes, the toys, the sneakers in despite my goal. I end up the same place with all of my Negroes. And yo, there 
say I don't like his lingo. Can't be no shit right now. I'm late to get my child. I cushion up, but that just ain't my style. Yo, I've been at work, dying. Slowly, with dead people walking, bosses, they act phony. Got, got a slight drug habit, nobody know. My wife hates me, my confidence is very low. Yeah. 
Right. They're there to kill us. <laughs> like, right. you know, so, you know. Um, yeah. You, you, I mean, that song made me think, instead of, I was thinking, which one of my friends haven't been harassed in some way by law enforcement? I had to look at it that way, just to just to think about it, you know, which I think is very oh, yeah. sad. You know, because <laughs> I was like, you really put that song out like, yeah, my day to day, this is what I go through. And yeah, that does happen. You know, it's, I mean, that was, oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny, man, because it's like you, you got, you start to think about all of these relationships, not mm-hmm. just the police, not just white people, not That's just right. black people, mm-hmm. not just like, you know, you're thinking of all of this. I'm thinking about all of this just. Do based on one video, and that was that Aragano. Mm. That's the one that started it for me. And then, as, if you remember, they just kept coming. That's the right. videos just kept coming. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, you know, when you start to 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 really just see what's going on, and and and, and fortunately, like I said, I had I had a, a white male who right next to me with tears in his eyes too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. you know, we're both seeing it from two def- very different perspectives on the world, and mm-hmm. from two different uh, angles. But in the end, we're all human beings. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I just happen to have a good one next to me during a very trying time. Hey, let me ask you that you archetype. Know. Let me ask you that. When when yeah. when you started to see like the album was starting to change and become more of uh, 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 I wouldn't even say dark, but more like capturing, capturing the moment, capturing the zeitgeist, you know, ca- capturing yep. the today's social, uh, what the society is going through. What, what, what were, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts and feelings ar- around Mo Pope's lyrics when he started touching on the struggles that black men face? What, what were some of your thoughts and feelings? I mean, honestly, um, it felt. Uh, I mean, honestly, refreshing in a way. Not not that Mo has not someone who's always. I mean, Mo's always wrapped about yeah. exactly what's going on around him, and, mm-hmm. and 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 in all aspects and angles, you know, positive, negative, anything. It's you know what I mean. So it's like that was nothing necessarily new, you know, from mm-hmm. Mo. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it it's it's um, it was refreshing because you know, as a producer, you you know, you, you do your best work to to paint a music, to provide a musical landscape for an artist, you know? Mm. And then I'm not the type of producer to tell a lyricist what kind of song they need to write. You know what I mean? That's not my, see that as my position mm-hmm. um, or my role to, to take, you know, uh, I, I see that as the collaborative effort, you know, I, I bring a, a musical, you know, uh, landscape for you and, and, and you explore that terrain in whatever way, inspires you know the music inspires you to explore it um but it's always great when and moving and empowering when you know you you're sitting there you know witnessing what's going on and you feel a certain way and i'm not a lyricist i'm not i am (laughs) i'm not good with words you know what i mean i'm Mm -hmm. much better with music that's how i've always been able to you know express myself in a way that feels most genuine and true to me and like you know, and uh, so when you have someone who are you, you're working so closely with, um, so eloquently and so, you know, and so emotionally capture 
you know, the like you said, you know, we have different perspectives because we have different backgrounds. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we're all human. You know, we're all just trying to have a life and trying to live it peacefully and trying to, you know, be healthy and try to be happy. These are all just basic things that we all want, need, you know, deserve, you know. And to 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 have someone capture, you know, to take the music that I created and and go to that place in a way that was so eloquent and so so well done. It was, I mean, it was it was moving. It was um, empowering. It was exciting. It was refreshing. I mean, these are all. That's how I felt. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, right. I'm not. He's he's in the driver's seat at that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I gave him the assist you know, by throwing him a beat to rap on and, and then I have to leave it in his hands and, and he was taking it places that that I was so happy that he was taking it to. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. so so I told Mo, you know, I mean like after these songs so I mean a little bit, you know, to give a little insight into like some of the workflow like for this particular record, like I would give him these sort of rough drafts of beats that were like enough there for him to, you know, understand the rhythm and the feel and the tone and be able to write to, but they weren't these like, you know, you hear, you know, you hear how developed the songs are in, in the final product with like, you know, these dramatic endings and things of that nature. None of that stuff was there, you know, that all comes as a reflection of what he brought back to me, you know? So, mm-hmm. So once he's written these songs, then it's like, you know, I told him, you know, there was there was this one point in the post-production section of, you know, the, uh, you know, time in the time frame when we were working on post-production on the record where, you know, the, the songs were going through a lot of changes and they were morphing a lot. To, and it got to a point where he was like, man, you keep messing with these songs, dude. And, uh, and uh and I was like I told him I was like look man you you know you're the one who wrote these songs that I can't feel like like I feel like I cannot mess up you know like I have to make sure that this is like that these are handled with like the utmost detail and consideration you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it was like you know it felt like we had to really I had to make sure that every stone was turned and that I had really I had explored everything to properly um musically meet well, meet Mo where he went lyrically, you know. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah. I mean, you did an incredible job with the with 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 the beats, because I was trying to figure out myself what was first. What was first? Was the beat first? Or was the lyrics first? You know, because it all just like went together really well. Absolutely. Yeah, it was very much. It was very much a back and forth. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. a reflection. You know, so like, the, you know, the initial sketch was was something I would I, I would cook up and. You know, I wouldn't necessarily know which way Mo was going to take it, but then whichever, you know, and we and we had this kind of ongoing thing throughout the process where I'd send him a beat and I'd be like, I don't know, man, I don't know how you're going to feel about it. It's a little, it's a little different, a little off, you know, and you know, and then he would walk in and be like, uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this song, you know, it's a little different, <laughs> and like we kind of just went back and forth, and it's like everything was just a reflection of the contribution that the other person did, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and. and so, yeah. so not, for nothing, not for nothing, we essentially used everything. Like, yeah. usually usually the process is you get about 20 beats, you sift through those beats, and then I say, oh, I want these four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then And then, you know, you might write to those four, and you might only use two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. You know? <laughs> Of those, so 
and 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 then like these, this is very different. He gave me he, like he would create a beat right there in the studio as we as I was getting ready to record oh, wow. all this stuff. <laughs> like you know, and like and then I'd write that beat and we'd record that beat, mm. and then he'd hit me up the next day. I got another beat. And then I'd write to that beat, record that beat, and we used all of it. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that so never it's, happened. That never yeah, happened. In contrast to the first record, you know, where, where I said we were really trying to, like, sort of get acquainted and, and mm-hmm. get to know each other musically, this record was, was, was quite the opposite in that way. It was like we were in the same place. We were on the same page at every moment during the creating of this record. So. Wow. <laughs> Well, um, you you had a song on there called "Hold On."
I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what, what what are you trying to get across with this song? I'm just I mean for me, I'm trying to hold on. I'm trying to tell people to hold on. You know, we we we've been through a lot. You know, our heroes get killed. I you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to uh, I'm just trying to encapsulate that even when you take the most precious man, which was, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, you know, you slander him and, and you know, and you, and, and you murder the man. And, you know, even after that, we got to find, we got to find a positive somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, even through all that. So, yeah, for me, that's what hold on is. And then, you know, Luckily, I had I had um, some good people come in and and sing that <laughs> and convey that yeah. you know yeah. the way that I was I was feeling you know so so, so how, how do you how do you hold on? How do I hold on? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm lucky. I got I got unbelievable children and good people around. Me, you know mm-hmm. that's how I, that's how I hold on. You know, like I said, like this was a trying time. This is a really trying time. Mm-hmm. You had, you had Hillary and and Trump, like you had Bernie, Hillary, and Trump. Like you had men being murdered on on YouTube. You had, yeah. you know, I had. It was just a rough time. I had my 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 old my oldest daughter is in the military you know um she's she's um she's lesbian and she's in the military and Mm -hmm. she's a black woman Mm -hmm. so that's a lot right there for one human being and i and i gotta worry about her so i gotta worry about not only her being being gay i gotta worry and how people might treat her i gotta worry about her being a black woman I gotta worry about her being in the military. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just that's just a lot, even just right there. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so wow. all of this stuff affects me. All this Trump stuff is affecting me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, you know, it just, you know, I, that's what, that's how I did. I yeah. keep things in perspective. I just happen to have good people around me. And this dude, Art, was right there to pick up every piece that was crumbling in my heart. You know? Awesome, yeah. You you had a line in there where you said, they can never take the crown. I, I, I want to know, who was they and what is the crown? I mean, not for nothing, the way that I see it is precious. Any oppressor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That could be, they, I mean... I mean, there are black oppressors too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I feel like at the end of the day, we have to, like I said before, we have to be so much for so many people that it's hard to find our own way and be who we're supposed to be fully. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have when you when you're wearing so many hats, you know, and um. Yeah, I'm just I'm you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back to being to being a, a king, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to 
I'm trying to be the African griot through mm-hmm. through, through 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 these words, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's that's just what I'm trying to do, you know, and hopefully hopefully people see that that I'm just trying to be positive in a in in a, in a non positive society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Well, what was yeah, and what what was your take on that song archetype? What 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 were you feeling when you heard that? Well, like I said, you know, it was one of those things. Like you know, like I just laid out in the in the um, it, it, you know, before with 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 our our our, our working flow. Like you know, the, the the blues. I grew up uh, really. I mean, I got to hip hop late, so I really was a fan of, of American roots music uh, as, as a kid. And so, like, and, and I, you know, I kind of went through this, like, I, you know, it started, like, it started with early roots music, like Robert Johnson and, and, and the early Delta Blues, and then really almost kind of like, you know, prog- like, in, in, in uh, you know, in order, I kind of went through the decades and sort of fell in love with, with what every decade kind of had to offer in one way or another. So, you know, when you got, in, got into 50s rock and roll, Chuck Berry, you know, mm-hmm. and got into then, you know, moved into the 60s and, you know, you've got Muddy Waters and, and, and how that bleeds into, into Jimi Hendrix, you know, because they yeah. were good friends and how he worked the blues into this psychedelic rock and then Cream and uh, and then bleeding into Led Zeppelin and, uh, you know, and just and then simultaneously also falling in love with Bob Marley and uh, and reggae music. And it just, you know. And, and then, and you know, and and all the while R&B and soul happening and Motown happening in the background, um, at, or you know, simultaneously in the same, at the same time, you know, and 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 how those things, you know, w- with the early reggae, how that fused and, and transformed the sound there, and then, and then eventually into Parliament and 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 funk and and uh, George Clinton, and then that kind of led itself into hip hop and. Um, but I was always playing, I played the blues in, in a band and I played it by myself. You know, I played guitar oh, wow. uh, growing up as a kid and uh, blues music was always a huge passion of mine. You know, I, I, I was, I was going to concerts all the time. I saw BB King, fortunately, a number wow. of, I want to say like five, six, six or seven times, got to meet him once. Wow. Um, so, you know, like blues was a really big thing for me. Um, and, you know, in, in my years growing up, there was always kind of like, there had been these examples of like, you know, songs that kind of like sort of blended blues and hip hop. But I, I mean, in, in college, I actually sort of like, I didn't have a thesis because I was, I went to school for audio, but you know, what would have sort of acted as my thesis was, was basically this 15 minute long audio project that I created that basically was trying to show the ties between, you know, blues and, and hip hop and how, you know, hip hop was really just sort of the modern day interpretation, the modern day format of blues music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of been an ongoing theme for me over the years. And, and you know, there were things like Nas's Bridging the Gap with his pops. Um, yeah. R.L. Burnside, Burnside did, you know, did a, did an album that kind of involved DJs. And, but, but these things always kind of felt, you know, and, I, and Crit on his last album actually featured B.B. King, you know, and but but in all these examples, it always kind of felt like the blend was more like a 70-30. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, either it was a blues song with like a little bit of hip-hop drums and a DJ, or it was like 
a, a hip hop song that had like a blue sample in it or something. You know what I mean? It never felt like an honest fifty fifty. You know what I mean? Where where it stood, it stood and worked in both genres. Um, and that was something I really wanted to do. And so I honestly, I had made that beat, you know, and, and, and it kind of just naturally went in that direction. And, um, and then, you know, I, I gave it to Mo and, and he took it where he did lyrically, which I was like blown away by. Cause I mean, it was such a different, it's, it's such a, it, I mean, you know, it just is such a unique sound and the way he delivered the thing was so unique and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I fell in love with it. And, you know, we have a good friend, uh, Ja, uh, Ja Ja, who's uh, on the on on the record on Wild Style, and, and and was basically in the studio the whole time we were creating this thing. You know, virtually from the beginning to the end. And um, he, uh, you know, I was just, you know, after we recorded it, I, I, I made a passing comment about how I how I wish I knew a 70 year old blues man from down south, you know, so that so we could get them uh, on the song. And he kind of just, he just kind of, uh, he kind of spoke up and was like, uh, "How about my dad?" And I was like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well, my dad's a, you know, he's a Southern Baptist preacher, you know, oh, yeah. he grew up in church and 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 can really sing." So I was like, "Hey, man, I mean, would he be down to do it?" And and sure enough, he came in. And so Roy Hutchinson wow. is uh, Hutchinson is is uh, Jaja's father, and um, and that was an incredible experience. Like bringing him in, that was like really amazing because he had never been in a studio before it was his first the first time doing it and uh you know it's just like connected you know and obviously it's not the genre of music he's used to working in at all so we had to you know we had to get everybody had to get comfortable and and situated but i mean it just came out so it's such a powerful way to end that song you know what i mean that yeah wow to me it just it, it, it you know all the pieces came together in a way that really, to me, felt like we, we properly handled, you know, that to me feels like a 50-50. I've played that song for, for for guys, you know, rock guys that are in their 50s, pushing 60 years old, that love blues, and they love that song. And I just played it for some college kids over in Northeastern like a week ago. And this kid who's like, you know, super into Metro booming, it's like his favorite producer was like, yo, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I've never heard a song like that. That's amazing. So... In, in, so in my opinion, it, it, it you know I was able to successfully get make the hybrid that I wanted to hear happen. So. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, and and there's another song on there that um, called the cost. Me and mine been on the curb, watching demons doing dirt, smoking leaf but on alert for all of those who out to get us. Got my mind going berserk as I watch these roaches and critters, survivalists of the fittest every minute. Bullets hitting kids, mimicking how they pops did it, with windows tinted, blunt burning far from finish in hell. Grimace, hold it in, let it vanish, panic, sentence, get repentance, images will reappear, shocker, Zulu, chuck and spears, my permission, been a focal point of mine for many years, to clear my thought pattern, chatting like, get, 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 get blast out of my habitat, out of my soul, kept me from reaching goals, I stroll through concrete jungle where pain grows, crime rose, the streets watch beneath my toes, chaos is in the bricks and follows where I go. the bricks and follows where I go and when we die the whole world watch got black on black crime on the blocks
came, she go to work. Young niggas don't know they worth, so with the law, we go to war. They shoot us and get acquitted, we shoot us and get a sentence. They jealous like yard niggas, I'm talking to y'all niggas. I'm trying to give niggas hope. My, my, my word is the gospel, I'm like the Pope. I, I vow to say whatever they want. I, I speak for the streets if no one don't. Hey yo, they tryna Freddy Gray us in my men and low trayers. Promised us 40 acres, broken promise, never paid us. For the years they enslaved us, so we gotta get this paper. Turn savage, public housing is where they cage us. How much is my life worth? It's a gift and a curse. To be black, your salary based on 15th and the first. I used to circle the slums and pick up crumbs just to feed mine. Footage ain't enough to prove I'm guilty, but we'll die. Right? Got your tickets right? Welcome to the show. Where we spit these scripts for every clip. These coppers shoes to blow. Clips reporters shoes to show. Target practice cross the atlas. Feed us pills to help relax us. Tax the nose in different brackets. Money on your head like auctions. Mama picking your coffin skeletons in corporate closets just so wives can keep their walk-ins. If there's paper on me, I'ma keep this paper on me. Vi- violating, meet the fan that ain't got papers on me. Know my work. Hate stay at my feet like toilet paper on me. My island do ransoms. Rebel ain't no random. Used to these appraisals, gun to navel till your mans come. Here they skipping cuffs cause they feel tougher with their handguns. While, while these rapists doing months, but the gun will get you years. Like a horror movie when you cause them fear cause when we die. explain this song and also talk about 
who else is on the song with you? I mean, it was it was a great little collab going on there. I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of the the collaborative effort there, um, uh, Dutch Rebel. Yeah. Dutch Rebel and Avenue. Yep. Who are two artists that I work with very closely? Um, I've been working with Dutch. You know, I've been like mixing and and mastering her last uh, yeah um, two two projects, I guess. Um, and uh, and Avenue, someone that I, I is about to drop uh, is actually about to drop his new album on AR. Um, and I'm in a production group with uh, Frank the Butcher called Cooking and Kill, and, and we basically executive produce that project and, and whatever. So those guys are kind of like extended family. I see. I see. So, 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 uh, Mo Pope, um, explain explain the chorus to me. The way that I saw it is like, what, what, what does what yeah. does that what does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? What does that cost? Like, we were we were slaves. I mean, our, is, our, is our, what is our value now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, when I when I see all that stuff. You know, back in back in the day when I see like you know the, the whole auctions and stuff like that, like there was that there was at least back then there was value on our heads. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? In in a certain sense, in a certain mm-hmm, sense, mm-hmm. you couldn't you could you couldn't just kill somebody's slave, right? Mm-hmm. So because there was there was there, someone had paid for it. You know what I'm saying? So like. What's going on in the world today? Like, you know what I mean? There's still that slave mentality. There's still people that look at it as us, as that. What does my, what does my life cost as as opposed to, you know, a white man? You know what I'm saying? I know that in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, my wife who who is white. You know, if anything happens to my wife, I know that there is um, repercussions for that. Mm-hmm. The police will not stop to find whoever did anything to my wife, you know, mm-hmm. because you can't just have dead white women in the hood. You can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, though, if I get killed, you know, in, in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows if anyone will look for what happened to me, mm-hmm. whether that's at the hands of a law official or if that's at the hands of of my own people you know who knows so um yeah that's the, that's just the thing do do is my life seen as anything of value you know right. that's that's the way i see it so so what do you think is i i know i know we all don't have all the answers but in your mind in your opinion what what are some of the things mm-hmm. you think it's going to take for you know the world to respect people of african descent Oh man, I mean, people of color. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. um, uh, we need to have these conversations with ourselves. Yeah. You know, as well as have these conversations with with white people. Mm-hmm. I, I I told somebody the other day, and I keep saying this is, is but I, I needed to be heard. Is 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 I was walking around the earth treating people as human beings, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was being treated as a black human being. Mm-hmm. It's very different, mm-hmm. you know? So 
you know, I would love to get back to treating people like human beings, but right now I just need to focus on the fact that I am a black human being. Mm-hmm. You know, and I need I need to get back to just thinking that I'm a human being. People don't see me as such because I get treated differently. You know, and that's that's something that everyone needs to know. You know, that's something that that um, needs to be highlighted in this country that we do not we're not treated the same. We're not we're, we don't have a level playing field at all, but yet we're expected to um, act in a certain manner. You know, but the, the playing field is not level. So. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. All I know is that these conversations need to happen. I know possibly poison my mind or my consciousness. Many of us find ourselves perplexed, vexed, with introspective thoughts from the collective of enlightened, respected spiritual beings that talk. New, new slavery, my, my babies, see me behind bars. Not physically, but mentally, my back covered in scars. Everybody in my neighborhood is involved. around here um what 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 is this about what's this song all about one of the biggest money makers in this in this country are prisons you know it ain't the colleges it ain't you know it's like it's the prison so it's like what what is how do you keep how do you keep the prison system running so that this money can happen you keep you keep us uh uh you know dependent and 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 
and stupid and and put us behind bars. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. very, it's very simple. It's it is. There, I feel like there's a this is a system, you know, and we are completely caught in it, and that's just all there is to it. Like they need bodies to fill up these prisons, yeah. and we're all too eager. To uh, to 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 be them to to be in them prisons, yeah. You know, so to to put them them dollars in in in, in their hands, you know. So, yo, the, I I don't see the I don't see the man in my neighborhood trying to keep these kids off the street. I don't, you know. I don't I don't see it. You know, I don't see any of these politicians that are taking my my hard earned dollars and to out here speaking to anyone on my block. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where they're at. So, yeah, and they get a check every day. Every day, yeah. I mean, every week. You know, yeah. they get a check. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I feel like it speaks for itself. I, I'm, yeah. I'm letting that, I'm letting that dude know. I don't see him. You know, he don't see me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and 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 what in the world will continue to to go down this path until these people start actually serving people. Yeah. You know? I, I think you know the violence will continue. I think know? what was cool about that song is I kinda <clears throat> when I heard the song Cost and then I heard that song, I was like, Wow. It's almost like, you know, where where the value is now for a lot of people, black people and people of color when it comes to society is now part of the prison industrial complex, right? That is your cost oh, yeah, to com- us. Completely. <laughs> in, in, in that realm. Yeah. And that's that's what what that kind of that's the kind of connection I made with with your album was like I would hear a song but then I would connect it to another and be like, Wow, okay. This is really really powerful here. Um but when around here I just really want to understand when you, when you finally realized, you know, and, and understood the concept of what is the new slavery or the new Jim Crow, you know, meaning like you said, the prison industrial complex, and you know, and its dependency on the poor and African Americans, you know, and and their loss of uh, their civil rights once they've been branded with a felony, because that that's where it really is the worst. Yes, yeah, the prison, but once you have that felony. And you go back out into society. Now you're in an open air prison because that that brand of felony it just keeps you in that cycle. Well, what, yeah, what, no doubt. I mean, I, but all during this making the making of this record as well as my cousin, my cousin um, uh, Shashay Pope mm. had uh, had just gotten out from uh, being in for 20 years. Wow. You know, so. Um, you know, just seeing, just seeing what the system does to a human being mm-hmm. for all these years, seeing how the system failed him from the beginning, you know, um, and and then now he's attached forever. Luckily, he got to see he's getting to see daylight again. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he gets to come out, but he's forever attached. He can't make one mistake. He has, he has someone watching him at all times. He is never free. Wow. He's never free. I mean, all, I, I mean, we, we, none of us are, but I mean, in, in the end, 
you know, you know, we have we have at least the the guys or the or you know this this fantasy free. You know, mm-hmm. he definitely doesn't have that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I was I was dealing with all of that during the making of this record. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he had just got out when we started this record. Is so that to, is that kind of where the song "Torch" song came from? Cause yes. I, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I I wrote that literally after hugging him in my kitchen for the first time since I was 19 years old. Wow. How did that affect you? So. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. You, you see, you, I remember, you know, he was he was in prison for murder. You no, know, he did it. He he knows what he did. And uh, he admitted it. <laughs> the thing is, is like what happens in the inner city, and what the, the things that we have to do yeah. in order to um, stay alive. I don't fault him for anything that he did. He was a man trying to stay alive. You know, um, I'm sorry that someone lost their life, but you know, it's that's that's unfortunately the the what we're living in mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've turned into a into a, an area where we start to believe that a block a street block is ours mm-hmm. because we have nothing else <laughs> you know so right. we start to believe and we, and we don't even own that stuff we mm-hmm. don't even own it <laughs> mm-hmm. like so yeah. it's really so I watched him throw his life completely away when we were children and um, I'm just happy to see him out and being able to like hug him and talk about our children and you know how does, all of that. How does he feel about your how, about your music? How does he feel about it? Mm-hmm. Oh man, he came to. It, it's funny because uh, throughout the years he's heard my music while he was in. Mm-hmm. You know, because they play it on the radio. Or, whatever and um you know and then also people that went into the joint and was like yo you know mo pope <laughs> whatever <laughs> and then he's like yo that's my cousin so um it's cool to uh, i'll record release to have him there mm-hmm. he was there seeing me perform for the first time and hearing this record that was in part inspired by him wow, you know yeah. mm-hmm. um you know so yeah, I mean this 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 journey has been it's been an amazing one. Like I said, like I got my friend who's who I got my friend next to me who's making this record with me, and he's his lady is black, and he's dealing with this this horrible world the way that I'm dealing with it, but in a different light. And my wife is white, and <laughs> and she's dealing with it in a different way, although she has black children. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, so yeah, it's all of this stuff from my cousin coming out to to Eric Garner, Garner, uh, Philando Castile, you know, all, all all of these things, all these deaths, all of these things happening, completely shaped uh, this record. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I, I would, I hope to God I can get back to just making rap songs again. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and not and not writing songs like like what we just did. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you guys did a great job of conveying what's going on, you know, and I, I do hear you. You know, it, it's it's almost unfortunate that you got to write it, but when you but the way you did write it, you really brought it across. You know, you really, you guys really made it vivid. You know, just to the sound, you you could picture the sound to the lyrics. You can picture. I mean, you did a good job of capturing uh, w- what is going on. And uh, I just want to say thank, thank you. you, thank you guys, thank you so much for that. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. So let's talk about just a few things outside of your 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 music, guys. What would you guys be doing if it wasn't for music? Oh, uh, NFL, of course. <laughs> I'd be in the NFL. No. <laughs> I would. I would definitely be modeling. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, no, it's funny. You know, um, you know, one of the artists I work with, Vinny Paz, uh, mm. once said something that kind of resonated with me in a, in a real serious way, which was, he said, if you can imagine doing any, if you're a musician and you can imagine, or if, sorry, if you're currently making music and you can imagine doing anything else, please do that. <laughs> wow. Um, and the idea being that, like, he's talking about, you know, how the industry is kind of oversaturated yeah. right now. A lot of people who, who who aren't really there. But, I mean, but what it also indicates is, you know, is is something that is really real. Like, you know, there there's something about, like, you know, there's there's obviously the, the TV persona uh, w- ideals of, of what this, uh, you know, the way that TV makes this lifestyle look. And then there's the actual reality, yeah. which is it's not a very glamorous lifestyle and it doesn't mm-hmm. really pay very well. And it's mm-hmm. like there's an immense amount of ups and downs and there's a whole lot of reasons not to do it. <laughs> um, so but at the end of the day, you know. It's like you just you're driven to do it. I really have no idea. Like I honestly have no idea what I would be doing. And I, and I think the minute you know the minute that I really feel like there's a clear and present alternative is the moment that I I have to start to think about you know whether or not it's the time to maybe step back from it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that'll ever happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I don't, I don't think there's. I mean. I've been making music for 20 years and I just feel like I've just started. I, I'm getting better. I feel like yeah. I'm getting better. Every day, yeah. Every day it still feels new. So it's, you know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's hard good. to imagine doing it. <laughs> wow. That's good, man. So, so knowing that the show is called books, beats and beyond, I always ask people what books are, what are you currently reading or have read that you would like to let us know about? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I just started uh, reading uh, Giovanni's Room, it's, uh, James Baldwin short stories, and it's uh, it, it, you know it, it's like I said I, I I'm just trying to get more reacquainted with with James Baldwin period. Yeah, you know I just think that the man is is a is a powerhouse of an individual mm-hmm. and that um everyone should really know about and i think that I, I it's one of those things that's also like i love that there's kind of a resurgence of people trying to find out who who he was mm-hmm. you know and um yeah that's just i'm just trying to get back to um honestly i'm just trying to get back to reading again yeah. and i just i liked it i liked that that book when i was younger so 
I'm just trying to get back to reading again. It's like it's it's way too easy to um, fall into this trap of watching all of these wonderful TV shows that are <laughs> <television> on television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. I, I I am trying to just get back into the swing of of, of, of reading um, good books and then you know um, and also just reacquainting myself with someone who was just like a, a brilliant a brilliant uh, wordsmith. You know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know yeah um, I've been reading um, I've been reading a couple. You know, different things. I mean, my schedule is extra wild, extra wild so I, uh, <laughs> I would, I don't have as much time to read as as uh, as I would like. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you know, you know, I I was recently on a on a, on a sh- very very short vacation, so I was able to catch up <laughs> on a couple of things. And I've been sort of making my way through slowly, actually, a book called The Payback, The Big Payback. The Big Payback, uh, okay. which is. Just goes through like some of the early, really early history of hip hop and how it really came up mm-hmm. and, and the cultural, um, the sort of cultural backgrounds and everything surrounding the industry at the time, and um, and it's just it's just kind of interesting because it really goes into it's it's one of the most comprehensive um, sort of historical uh, offerings of of all the background of hip hop and, and its origins, um, and I've also been reading. Um, I've also been reading Citizen, um, okay. which um, you know is is, is a, a completely different book, but uh, kind of gets into um, uh, the world of microaggression. You mm. know what I mean, and, and little micro racism and, and micro prejudice, um, and uh, it's really interesting. They're little vignettes, basically, little short stories that are seemingly harmless, but you know, when when read and, and put into the context of um, of you know you just sort of see these micro you know little micro examples of how you know there's so it's like passive aggressive prejudice you know um without you know with that's unintentional wow that's uh, interesting that sounds like an interesting book citizen you said it, it, it is i mean they almost operate as some of the pieces almost operate as poems mm-hmm. um but um but they're yeah it's pretty interesting and it's and it's a great read it's you know it's great for my schedule because they're like very short stories, so I can you can fit them in kind of in the gaps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're if you're at the doctor's office and you got a few minutes, you can read <laughs> a couple of them. You know what I mean? Right. So, and do you look at no do you doubt. look at yeah, the world same, differently a uh, little bit from that from that? Do you see these micro? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, man. I mean, I think like you know, I I can I, I sort of see see myself as an ever and ever, uh, you know, like, I, I, I'm a work in progress, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. like, everybody should see themselves that way, you know what I mean? I don't think, you know, no one's infallible, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. And uh, I feel like we all have to kind of work on things on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, you know, you sort of read those things and you maybe see certain certain things that, you know, kind of hit you all of a sudden in a different way when you read it and say, you know, shoot, man, have I ever... Have I ever, you know, have I ever done anything like that? You know, uh, you know, and, you know, a lot of this stuff is unintentional in nature. You know what I mean? A lot of the stuff isn't really, you know, but, but we're all, we're all there trying to, you know, in my opinion, it's just, it's a work in progress. Yeah. What three albums and or songs had the biggest influence in shaping you guys? Man, I would, ooh, um, you go first, you go first. All right. I guess I would have to say, um, I mean, in, in no particular order, yeah. um, you know, cause that's, that would, that makes that question <laughs> even more difficult. <laughs> um, I would say, um, 
the roots, things fall apart. Mm. Um, that would be a big one. Um, that was one of the records that for me was really, it was, uh, in high school is when I was really introduced to a different brand of, of hip hop um, mm-hmm. uh, that I w- had not I had not been aware of really prior to that. And uh, in one day, um, a friend of mine put me on to Mos Def's "Black on Both Sides." Oh, wow. Things fall apart. All in um, one day. Lauren Hill's, <laughs> yeah, lo- yeah. Lauren Hill's "Miseducation," Wyclef's uh, "Carnival," and wow. the, the score. Man. And I really hadn't known any of those things prior to that day. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the 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 roots things fall apart really um, hit me in particular. That you know that mm-hmm. was like. For me, that was a big one for hip hop. I was like, "Oh wow, this is like this is how that can happen," you know. And Black yeah. Thought is the greatest of all time. Oh so. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I would say Bob Marley's Legend mm, um, mm-hmm. was was a huge, huge record for me early on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was just one of those things that like was a, it's a Zen record for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's kind of an obvious one. It's not like anything like everyone obviously has a copy of it and whatever, but. You know, at a particular moment in time, it was a big one for me. Um, And uh, I would say, you know, I'd have to say probably the Beatles, uh, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Mm. Club Band. Mm -hmm. Um, That record is just, I don't know, it's such a a great record and such a mix of um, just just, just such a, a blend of kind of musical everything (laughs) that um and i was obsessed with it uh i was obsessed with it from an early age so i would say those are probably three of the real big ones for me wow that's awesome right what about you mo i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say my first album is uh outcast uh atl oh that's a big one for everybody it's mm-hmm. just like I, I feel like Andre 3000 is one of the greatest lyricists uh-huh. of all time. Mm-hmm. He does not get the credit that he deserves, but this dude, he he makes every record better. Like he sets out of facts, you know. Um, and that was honestly that was my biggest introduction. I know they had an album prior to that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a huge fan uh, to Southern Playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You know, when I got AT Aliens and I heard the from the first song, I knew it was for me. <laughs> from the very first, the in, the intro, everything like I just knew it was for me. Then um, another record I would say is uh, Marvin Gaye's "Here, My Dear." Oh wow, yeah. Um, uh, uh. I just I feel like it. It's people. I mean, he he has such tremendous work that like it's easy to forget a few here and there, but I feel like that's one that people miss. Here, my dear, is, is like, if people don't know the, the backstory, is that him and his, it, this dude's, him and his wife got, um, Marvin Gaye and his wife got divorced, and the judge forced him to uh, make a record, uh, and all the proceeds will go to his alimony. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Here, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. The whole record is a scathing this record. Wow. Wow. But he's Marvin Gaye. So he, he, you know, smoothest smoothest scathing record ever. Yo, he dissed dissed this woman so beautifully. (laughs) 
on every track though. It is like yeah, it is man. it's unbelievable. Yeah, so that that one right there, it's just uh, I I just felt like that's just a very classy way to diss somebody. And then um, <laughs> and then uh I'm gonna go ahead and say uh Do You Want More by the Roots? Just because uh, yeah. that's also the first time that I heard um the roots. I have other hip hop records that I think that are better than that record, but it is it's the first time I heard a hip hop band. Yeah. You know, um not just like a band on one song. I'm talking like yeah. this, this 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 is a hip hop band and Black Thought is a monster. He's another yes. one that does not get he does not get the sign that, that he, he deserves, uh, I believe. And um that's that. Is that and, and 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 I'm I'm gonna tie that with Radiohead. Sorry, any 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 Radiohead record? Oh yeah, putting that with anything. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. anything. So. <laughs> yeah. so so, what do you want people to mainly take away from your album? Um, for me, I, I would say that um, I want people to to leave with the fact that we we need accountability and we need equality. Mm-hmm. Um and that's something that we don't have, you know. I'm I'm this is just a weird time. We have you know it's the first time I would say for a lot of it, uh, at least my black friends we're we're fully being ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to fully be who we want to be, not not what black people want to or what white people want us to be, mm-hmm. or what our boss wants us to, you know, you know, it's it, we're actually for the first time being who we want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, within that, there's a lot of shifting through where do we lie within this 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 pile of mud that that, that is right here, you know, this 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 huge pile of pain, and where do, where is our hand in this, you know? Um, you know, so uh, yeah, I think I think that's what it is for me is, is accountability and equality. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want people to to walk away from. I want they, them to also just know that you can make a, a banging record and talk about something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, for me, for for me, I I feel like um, I mean, I, I you know. I certainly echo what uh, what Bo says. I mean, the record is about accountability from all sides. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 taking ownership of of like I said, we're all a work in progress, and and trying to come to terms with that, and 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 embracing that, and and trying to actually work and progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, but on top of that, I also you know right now it, it we're in such a um, we're in such a divided place right now, you know, and things are just so, so, um, I mean, just devices, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I hope that the record in some way inspires the ability for people to feel like dialogue is something that can happen, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and should happen and, 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 and opens people up a little bit as opposed to closing them down and shutting them off and putting them off. You know what I mean? I yeah. like, you know, Mo and I, you know, we we never really discussed. Hey, man, we want to make this political record. We want to talk about the times. We want. We never had that conversation. It happened naturally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This was just Mo was writing from where he was at. 
I was making music for where I was at and we were on the same page the whole way through, you know, but, but one thing that Mo and I have talked about a lot is that, you know, the music of Marvin Gaye, the music of Bob Marley, you know, these was, this was just music that we loved, you know what I mean? It happened to come along with a really powerful message, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that, that that enters very easily because it is not abrasive and it's not you don't feel like you're being yelled at you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're being punished by the music you know mm-hmm. you 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 actually embrace it you open it up and 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 not for nothing it works its magic that way in my opinion you know mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like it kind of gets in in the in the seams <laughs> yeah. and uh you know starts to kind of change you know the way you see things and 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 and, and adjust that and I, and i would hope that you know, in the same way, this music can can cannot be oppressive and abrasive to somebody, and in fact, be welcoming and be something that inspires dialogue and inspires people to communicate and ask questions and feel safe doing that as well. That's a big thing. Like yeah. safety and dialogue is a really important thing. And like Mo and I have been, you know, this. I mean, this was this was kind of almost like you know, our way of doing it. Like we got to know each other much better and much, we got, became much, much closer to the making of this process, you mm-hmm. know, this, this album. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and there was safety. There was always, you know what I mean? We could yeah. talk about things and there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Mo was coming to me with a song and I was like, dog, what, you got a problem? <laughs> you know, it wasn't anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? He had a safe space, a safe space to say what he needed to say and 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 I had a safe space to talk to him about it and and ask a question if I needed and 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 not be worried about sounding a certain way and you know whatever so it's like you know that's the only way this stuff gets to where it needs to it needs to go ultimately you know what mm-hmm. I mean is if we all sit down and just lay it out and just and just just try to be respectful I mean it always comes down to respect at the end of the day mm-hmm. so you know cool. what I mean? so so I hope this album does some part to try to help push that along. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, I think it definitely will. And like you said, archetype, I hope there's a kid that gives this to their friend (laughs) and it just changes their world, you know, (laughs) that's, that's, that's what I mean. Like I I would like, you know, I mean, that would be an amazing full, full circle moment for me is like if, if uh, some kid out in the sticks who's only been put on to, you know the mm-hmm. the the rock and roll or whatever can 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 hear this and feel like it's a place for him to enter, you know, enter a different world and a different mindset and you know set him off. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So, how can people get in contact with you guys or follow you? Um, we're up on uh, on Twitter. Um, I mean, so first off, it's S T L G L D. Um, and that is still gold, not St. Louis gold, but, you know, <laughs> um, or, say, or Seattle gold or, or Seattle gold or SPL gold. <laughs> it is, it's just it's still gold spelled kind of weird. Um, but, um, but yeah, we're on, we're up on Twitter, um, at, uh, STLGLD and we are at Facebook STLGLD and, you know, we're in each individually on all the social medias as well. My name is the Archetype, A-R-C-I-T-Y-P-E. But no, Mopo, M-O-E-P-O-P-E. Nice. Yeah, my real so. name, look me up. <laughs> and, and, the, and the label's AR, the label's AR Classic Records, and if you go to arclassicrecords.com, we've got, you know, all the stuff there and all the merchandise and all the 
music and videos and all the good stuff, you know, all the ways to get a hold of us and find us. Nice. Well, I just want to say Still Goat, Mo Pope, and The Archetype, thank you so much for being on Book Speeds and Beyond. Thank you for having us. Thank you. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we would then put toward the operations of this show. Um, and also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. <laughs>